And we're recording. R.I.P. George Michael. <coughs> you a real one. All right, my name is Don. Coming at you live from the horrible wood paneling palace, a.k.a. the Boneyard. And uh, my co-host today, I got Damien and Bundy, Joel. Joshua Joel will not be joining us today, probably eating tacos at a casino because he's a piece of shit. It's fucked up. No heart. No heart. Ain't got a hair in his nuts. Get tacos to go. Get a walking taco or something. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, you know, I agree. But it is what it is. Let's go over last week here. Thursday night, Texans-Dolphins. Texans win 42-23. Deshaun Watson actually looked like he knew what the fuck he was doing once. Eagles-Jags. I believe that game was in London. Eagles win 24-18. Ravens going to Carolina to play the Panthers. End up losing pretty big, 36-21. 36 points to the Ravens. That's that's a good day. Broncos playing in Arrowhead. Lose. No one's surprised. 30-23. Steelers at home against the Browns win 33-18. The Seattle Seahawks going to Detroit and straight give Matthew Stafford the long bone. Bengals squeak one out against the Bucks, 37-34. Bears at home against the Jets. Sam Darnold looked like a dumpster fire, 24-10. Redskins at the Giants. Redskins win. Giants still suck. Colts at the Raiders, 42-28. Colts, Raiders, John Gruden, you're horrible. 49ers at the Cards, all field goals, Cardinals win somehow. Packers going into L.A., close one. Todd Gurley could have put it up even bigger at the end. Good move. Ty Montgomery fucked him. He's gone. Lose 29-27. Saints over the Vikings, 30-20. Steeland continues his streak. Patriots 25-6 over the Bills. Wow. Good Monday night game. Yikes. This is not good. I was eleven and three on picks, though. Not bad. I was uh, ten and four last week. Fucked up on the uh, San Francisco game, just like all of us. Yes. Fucked up. Fucked up by saying that the Giants will get their first. Well, get not their first W, but a W versus the uh, the Skins. I said that Detroit would win. I was also wrong, and I thought Blake Bortles would. Be normal London Blake Bortles, and I was also wrong. Ooh! Blake Bortles is a bitch, and he sucks. I shouldn't say that, but it's true. So I'm gonna roll with it. I went twelve and two, so another yeah. week. Yeah, must be nice. Up there on your high horse. How's the air? Same. Copy. Before we get into the. Uh, Going over the must-start, must-sits from last week. A lot of trades. A lot of cool shit going on. A lot of not-cool shit going on. If you're a Broncos fan. Started off, you got Dante Fowler Jr. Drafted 2015 out of Florida. Third overall. Ends up going to the Rams because they needed help. For a on 2019. defense? <laughs> yeah, they needed a lot of help out there. That defense is not good enough just yet. Goes to the Rams for a 2019 third-round pick and a 2025th round pick. Got Golden Tate going to the Eagles for a 2019 third-round pick. 
Ty Montgomery, no one's surprised, to the Ravens for a seventh-round pick two years from now. You get Clinton Dix to the Redskins, who are on a streak for a fourth-round pick. Interesting move by the Packers. Defense already sucks. Might as well get rid of some more. And uh, John Elway took a big steaming shit all over my heart. Demarius Thomas to Houston for a fourth and seventh round pick next year. They also gave up a seventh round pick with Demarius, I think, for the following year. Uh, not good. Second best receiver in franchise history. Go ahead, trade him for a fourth round pick. Why the fuck not? You've made so many good decisions already. Might as well tack that one on, too. You hired Look Vance at- Joseph. Every quarterback he drafted is dog shit. Now you get rid of your best receiver, too. You want to get rid of Chris Harris and Von Miller as well? Maybe for a seventh-round pick five years from now? Fuck it. Lame piece of shit. Are you mad, Don? Yeah, a little bit. We'll talk about that later, though. Okay. Um, So is it uh, Cortland Sutton's time to shine? I think it is. I really like what I've seen out of him. Rangy guy, athletic. Fuckable. I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute. Handsome fella. Him and Bradley Chubb? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's got Case Keenum throwing the rock, though, so... Yeah, Case Keenum's a dumpster fire as a human, and I hope he gets AIDS tomorrow, but we're not talking about Case Keenum right now, okay? True. So without without <laughs> Chad Kelly, who's the, who is the backup quarterback in Denver now? Uh, probably John Elway. <laughs> you know, you know, bring number seven out of retirement, throw it on. Probably be better than Case Keenum, honestly. Probably. But he's probably got two fake knees and a fake hip, slinging it better than he, fucking Case Keenum. Case Keesum. That's how much anyone gives a shit about Case Keenum. They don't even pronounce his name right when they bring him in for an interview after they pick him up. I mean, come on. All right, moving on from the Broncos. We, you can, you can dab yeah, on we'll that get, later. We'll get all about that later. Okay, <clears throat> what's our thoughts on the Clinton Dix trade to the Redskins? Interesting. Dumb. I, hey, yeah, that was a nice way of saying stupid. Hey, uh, we've. We've uh, we've put pretty horrible defenses around one of the best quarterbacks, arguably, in NFL history forever. And now we're kind of starting to look like we might have something to work with. So we better put the kibosh to that right now. You want any of that? I believe I saw something earlier that said that DJ Swearinger was ranked second in, well, by pro football focus, second ranked safety. Now, I don't know what goes into all that, but I don't care. he was the second-ranked safety by Pro Football Focus, and HaHa Clinton-Dix was the third-ranked safety. Um, uh, good question. Don't know. Hmm. All that what means is that what? who's the first-ranked safety in the NFL by Pro Football Focus? No idea. I'm Just assuming saw- it was Earl Thomas, if I were to guess. Yeah, before Could have been before the knee injury, yeah, right or whatever. I think it was a knee injury. Either way, yeah. So now they got two really good safeties back there, and I don't know if the Redskins will be able to pay him next year. I don't know what their cap situation is like, but sounds like Clinton Dix wanted to get wants to get paid. That's why they decided to part ways with him because he already said. He was going to try to get a lot of money this offseason. So, and the Packers obviously do not have the money to do that. So, yep. I, I, I guess it was a good move. But then again, 
he could have taken a pay cut or something along the lines. But so I, so we'll I guess they're, now. I guess their their thoughts on it was get something for him now rather than get nothing for him later. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess I I just don't agree with it. I think that. I mean, I don't either. But he's saving cap space, I guess. But well, I mean, he said, cost. like he said, he was going to go try to get money this offseason already. But if I was the general manager, president, whatever, I would try to convince him as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, take a pay cut. Like Jair Alexander was, in my mind, really good last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could have convinced him that the defense is getting better. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is only going to be there for how much longer, you know? So, like, I feel like they could have done some convincing, but they chose not to do it. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it plays out uh, for Packers fans, at least, in favor of them. But I just I don't see any real positive besides the cap space, maybe. Now, flip side, how about the Redskins? Do they do they get their defense obviously gets a little better, correct? You would imagine yeah. so. And their defense is already sneaky They're good. They're not bad at all. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that defense. Mm-mm. That offense. I mean, isn't... Alex Smith being quarterback there, he, he's a game manager more so than a franchise quarterback. So I all think. it 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 just limits your offense having Alex Smith, yeah. yeah. He's, now, not he's, not gonna, he's not going to turn the ball over, though. You have that. Yeah, no. I guess the question is, like, are they using him as a rental, or do they plan on using him and signing him after this year, I guess? If I, didn't, if I knew their cap situation, I guess I would have a better guess for you, but I don't know their cap situation. How much but, did they – they don't have a lot of money in their roster, do Currently, do they? I can't the imagine. The Redskins? They, I, mean, no, they paid Alex I can't Smith imagine they do. Bit, but not a lot. I don't even think he makes as much as Case Keenum. Because that contract for uh, Alex Smith wasn't outrageous, was it? No, I don't think so. I think it was like 17, 18, or 16, and 17, somewhere in there. Pretty average contract. All right, so here it is. Uh, twenty nineteen, they have close to thirteen million in cap room. Uh, really, that's it. According to this, wow, that's not a ton. That's I thought they'd have more than that. Oh, oh, still available right now. So or what they will have? What they have right now is six point. Four million, nope. and then next year close to thirteen million. And then twenty twenty, it's almost sixty million cap space. Okay, depending on obviously who they sign and everything. So take a gander at this. Uh, how much do you think Alex Smith contract was like in total? I'll tell you, it's five years total. The contracts for five years. Well, five was... years, I'm gonna say fifty-five million. <laughs> Double. Wow. Yeah, my guess would have been 150. It's uh, it's five years, 111 million, 71 million guaranteed. Yikes. 
I don't know if he's worth all that. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's putting all your eggs in one basket there. Mm-hmm. That's a shitload. And then the next one, Ty Montgomery to Baltimore. Thoughts on that? Seems like it seems to me kind of weird that Baltimore felt they were they needed Ty Montgomery, if that makes sense, because. They already have Buck Allen back there, who is their pass-catching back. And that's really all Ty Montgomery is. So unless they plan on using him as a wide receiver, maybe. I don't I don't know what exactly what their thoughts are on. Well, Ty, Ty Montgomery. Montgomery was drafted and originally supposed to be a wide receiver, but the situation mm-hmm. in Green Bay kind of made him. Back. Yeah. And Ty Montgomery was a pretty good uh, wide receiver when he was at wide receiver, so... Maybe could use they could use some help there. John Brown, Michael Crabtree, Willie Sneed. I mean, would they get him for like a seventh round pick? Two years or yeah, in twenty twenty. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much free. They got him for honestly. free. What was, was he drafted overall? You know, he would pick it up in the seventh round. Trevor Simeon. Okay, no one cares. And then Dante Fowler Jr. to the Rams. Yuck. That's Yuck. just come on. Is it rich get richer in here? Yeah. Rams Rams to the Super Bowl. Book it. Yeah. It... Well, yeah. that's that's my pick, but like all these close games, I mean I don't know, it's tough. One play one way or the other and all of a sudden they're not they're not five hundred, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for having that much talent and having that many close games, I'm a little skeptical at this point. So the Los Angeles Rams defensive line has three first round picks. Aaron Donald, thirteenth pick in twenty fourteen. Dominican Sue, second pick in twenty ten. Brockers, 14th overall pick in 2012. And they got Dante Fowler at the third overall pick, who was drafted in 2015. Four first-round picks on the defensive line. Not to mention they got Marcus Peters, and they got Barron, and they got Akeem Tlaib, who's hurt. Mm-hmm. That defense is... Not to mention, they're just good. Defensively, they're good. Almost too good. Are they fudging? Know. Are they fudging some cap space numbers over there, or what? Because I don't know they're, how you. They're in a win. All these guys. Yeah, they're in a win right now situation because next year is going to be going to be tough. Especially, actually, a couple years from now when they got to when if they have to pay golf when they have to pay golf not even if when when they have to pay golf this team is not at now nowhere near where they are right now. What rookie contracts are five years, yep. correct? So Usually. he's got two more years after this. I already got Aaron Donald locked down, so I guess it's going to come down to Sue Brockers and Fowler. But if they're really good, obviously, and they win games, they might take some pay cuts. So it's going to be an interesting situation for sure. Unless Jared Goff turns into Aaron Rodgers 
I'm 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 sending fucking Goff on his way and keeping my good defense. Me personally, I don't disagree. I mean, I don't disagree. It just really depends on what you got coming in the drafts and whatnot. So I mean, I guess the draft picks are going to be higher if they keep winning. So true. I guess we just got to see these next two years, see how Goff does. But I think this move was a uh, win-right-now move. This is uh, We're going to the Super Bowl. They are definitely more than capable of getting in the Super Bowl. Right. And more than capable of winning the Super Bowl. So, But we also got to take into account they still have to pay Gurley. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they paid Gurley. They already paid him. Yep. Forgot about that. 60, quick 60 mil, I think. Four yeah. years, 60 mil. I think it was all guaranteed, too, if I'm not mistaken. Or 45 of it was guaranteed or something. I don't know. So, yeah, it'll be interesting how that plays out in L.A. All right. I agree. Then you got Golden Tate going to the Eagles for a third-round pick. What does that say about the Lions? That What are they trying to do here? Well, they've seen that he's an aging receiver. He's already 30, and he's expecting some decent money last year of his contract anyway, so he's probably going to walk and try to get a big chunk of change. So I feel like, respectively, the Lions did a pretty good job with this. They know that he's 30. Shelf life. For wide receivers is not a lot. Usually probably twenty one to thirty. Yeah. So that nine year window. And then after that they, you know, injuries and start losing a few steps. So I mean I feel like it was a good good move on the Lions part. How has Tate been this year even at like stats wise? I feel like he's been pretty irrelevant fantasy wise. Except for like one, there was one week he had like 132 yards and a couple touchdowns, but <clears throat> this year he's got 44 receptions for 517 yards and three touchdowns. Yikes! So realistically, not too far under. 100 yards a game. Touchdowns obviously could be better, but the Lions as a whole are kind of a... They as a whole could be better. Yeah. And also in the Lions, they drafted um, Powell or something. His name is they want to use as a slot guy, and they they kind of seen him as the the role filler for Golden Tate. So they feel like they have something in him. So, I mean, yeah, 30 years old, you kind of just got to let him walk, especially considering that he's going to be asking for some money. So, And I, would, I think this helps the Eagles wide receiver core a little for this year anyway. I don't know if they're going to pay him or not. but Yeah, it'll help him for sure, but I don't think it's going to help him tremendously. No. I mean, they got Alshon Jeffrey over there. So, I mean, Golden Tate and Jeffrey, yeah. But 
I guess can't really just say, yeah, he's going to come in and make a big impact, you know, Eagles Super Bowl. No. So no, Probably not. I'm going to assume it's just a rental. And I'm going to feel like the Eagles might let him walk in the offseason. So unless, you know, he sees something in the Eagles and takes a pay cut, you never know. Right. I think Yeet. that's... I think that's all of the trades. So yeah, a lot going on though. Yeah, I did see something though that like oh the Cowboys got fleeced because you look at what the Eagles gave up for Golden Tate and all these other wide receivers and everything else. It's like you have to take into account that Amari Cooper is six years younger than Golden Tate. Yep, and he's been to two Pro Bowls. So like. At first, when I heard the trade that Jerry Jones gave up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, I was really pissed off about it. But after seeing these other trades and obviously the ages and like what Amari Cooper's already done, I feel like it actually was a pretty good trade. Because they broke it down like the last four years, the wide receivers who were drafted in the first round, like there's been one or two that have either really shined or have been relatively mediocre and they haven't done with like Mark Cooper has. Right. So, I mean, no, the Cowboys did not get fleeced on the trade. Golden Tate's 30 years old. They gave up a third round pick. Right. Like six years younger. You got to take that into account. Calvin Ridley, 24 rookie, only six months, six months younger than Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's already proved himself. So I feel like, at the end of the day, the Cowboys trade was actually pretty good. So at the end of the day, <clears throat> we you think that Amari Cooper is going to be better than whatever first round pick they could have gotten with a wider a wide receiver with the first round pick. Considering this draft is not going to be very wide receiver heavy, yes. Okay. There's gonna be fair. about I think they're they were saying like maybe five like really good potential wide receivers could come out of the draft, but they weren't, like, established. Like, these guys are going to be sick. So, I mean, overall, they did their homework. They And apparently he's been as advertised at practices so far. So, I mean, I guess you just got to see just gotta see what happens. But I feel like the Cowboys actually made a pretty good trade for Amari Cooper. All right. And we can revisit that in a couple of weeks. Let you, let's see how, they, how you feel about it in a couple let's weeks. Let's see Monday night. Yeah. You know, they, they did, you know, I feel like they did a good thing, too, because it's during the bye week, too. So, yeah. you know, got him in a little bit earlier, get him in the system, you know, work around a little bit, see what happens. You know, in three weeks, I could be like, well, we fucked up. You just <laughs> never know. Right. All right. With that, do we want to move into the week eight must start, must sit review? Tell everybody how we did last week. Mine was yeah. pretty horseshit, so I mean I don't really yeah. care. So it's fine. I was uh, I was actually four for four on my uh, starts, first time ever. Last week, first time over five hundred. This time, swept the fucking bench. Okay. All right, Andrew Luck, twenty three PPR points, solid call. Lindsey against the Chiefs, nineteen PPR points. Thielen, twenty two PPR points. Travis Kelsey had nineteen PPR points. All good calls. Nice. Uh, I was three for four on my must starts. Um, Andrew Luck was my quarterback, 23 points. James White, 24 PPR points. 
Those 10 receptions are pretty sweet. Yeet. And then uh, Tyler Boyd finally bounced back. Nine receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown, 30 PPR points. Yes. Here was here was my mistake. CJ Uzma. Oh yeah. I said, I said play that motherfucker. Cause the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 32nd in points to tight ends, meaning they allow all the points to tight ends. CJ Uzma was targeted four times, didn't catch a single ball. That hurts. That does hurt. He could have been a must sit for me, and that'd have been a much better call. Yeah. I'm gonna say I went three for four. And let me tell you why. Because Patty Mahomes had 28 points. Gurley had 30 points. I said to start Rams wide receivers. And the Reynolds had a day. Mm-hmm. I didn't say to start him because I didn't even know who the guy was prior. Didn't, so Didn't know he existed. Yep. Shout but out that guy. Gurley also. He had some uh, like 80 yards receiving. So I'm going to count that as a Rams wide receiver victory for me personally. But the uh, Uzma start was not good, not good, not good at all. The number said the number said it was a good call. True. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought that he would have a good day, so you're not alone on that. I think he was ranked in the top ten for tight ends to play that week for CBS Sports, anyway. Right. But he just, yeah. I mean, it's all chance at the end of the day. You never know what's going to happen. Dude could fucking pop a hammy in warmups all of a sudden. Yeah, you're fucked. Like me with uh, Melvin Gordon. That hurts. But he didn't even... He got a little stiff on the plane, didn't even play. Nope. That hurts. Uh, but, those, uh, eight, those 9.30 games are a killer. My uh, my must-sit. I'm going to say I went 3-0-1. Oh, I'm going to give myself a tie. Uh, we'll get to that. But for my QB, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you in a good... PPR league that you're playing, if your QB gets 15 points, you're not excited about it. So I'm going to say it's a good call. I said sit Jets running backs. Uh, Crowell had four points. Trenton Cannon also had four points. Shitty days. Uh, I said sit Gronk at tight end. He had seven points against the Bills. And on Goodwin, he had 12 points. So you're right in that middle ground where you're like, if he's your flex, you're not mad at it. But if he's your wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and you sat like Will Fuller, you're probably mad. So I'm, I, I'll give myself a tie on that. I'm not going to give myself a loss. You were burned on one catch. Yeah. Yep. One catch, 55 yards, and a touchdown for that guy. Yeah. So he, without the touchdown, dog shit day. Uh, at, the, at 12 points either way, if he's your starting wideout, you're not happy with it. If he's your, if he's your starting wideout, I hope you're, you're in a six. I hope yeah, you're, in a you're 16 having a, you're man. a bad day regardless, but... I hope you're in a 16-man league if he's one of your starting wide receivers. But um, for me, I said to sit Big Ben. He had 16 points. Uh, Not great. Not terrible. Jordan Howard. Stupid motherfucker. 22 carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown, 14 PPR points. Then I said sit Dolphins wide receivers. Apparently Danny Amendola can throw the ball. That didn't help me. And then... Devontae Parker decides he wants to play. Six receptions, 134 yards, 19 PPR points. The fuck out of here. Yikes. My only good call, <laughs> my only really good call, I guess, well, semi-good call, sit Kyle Rudolph versus New Orleans, and that almost got ruined in the first quarter, but they called back the touchdown. 
Uh, four receptions, 39 yards, seven PPR points. Yeah. As for my sit picks, not good. I said start or sit Cam Newton. He had 26 playing Baltimore. I said to start any Green Bay running back that uh, Jamal Williams had like seven points, but the uh, Aaron Jones had 16. So that was bad. I said to not start Packers wide receivers. Well, Devontae Adams had 17 points. And I said to start or to sit Kyle Rudolph, who had like six points. So I would say I went like one for four. Not good. Um, I have, I have Buddhas here if you want me to read those off. Yeah, might as well. Let's see how he did. This is okay. bitch-ass ain't here. Okay, he said, he said to start Jared Goff versus Green Bay. That was a good call, 25 points. Uh, he said to he said to start Matt Breida or Raheem or whatever Mostert uh, versus Arizona. Breida had four points. Mostert had one point. He said play DeAndre Hopkins versus Miami. That was a good call, twenty six PPR points. Uh, George Kittle versus Arizona. He only had ten. But I mean, you're not you're not you're not, you're not mad about that out of a tight end, out of a tight end at least, right? Um. It's the sits where it gets ugly. Cam Newton versus Baltimore, 27 points. Um, oh, wow. Um, Latavius Murray, he said to sit Dalvin Cook or Latavius Murray versus New Orleans. Dalvin Cook didn't play. Latavius Murray had 19 PPR points. He also said to sit TJ Yeldon versus Philadelphia. TJ Yeldon had seven receptions for 83 yards and 15 PPR points. <clears throat> he also said to sit Philadelphia wide receivers versus Jacksonville. Nelson Aguilar had 13 PPR or Jordan Matthews had 13 PPR points. Nelson Aguilar had seven. Alshon Jeffrey had seven. On the tight end, he said the tight ends. He said to sit Zach Ertz and Greg Olson. Bad call, Zach Ertz. Bad call. Zach Ertz had four receptions, 26 yards, and a touchdown for 12 PPR points. And Greg Olson had four receptions for 56 yards and one touchdown for 15 PPR points. Starts were good, sits for bad. Sits pretty bad. I mean, that's the way it is, though. Yep. Shit, so, I mean, I could honestly give myself a 1,000%, but I'm going to give myself the tie just because Goodwin had 12, which isn't horrendous. So nice of you, DJ. I know. So I humble know. of you. I didn't have to do that. No. All right. <clears throat> do we want to get into the week nine matchups this Fuck week? Fuck it. I'll do it live. Yeah. Do it live. I'll do it for right. Vine. RIP Vine. I love you. <laughs> Miss you. Hello uh, there. Miss you, boo boo. Angel of my nightmare. All right, week nine starts off Thursday night with a fucking great matchup. Slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. We got the one and six Raiders at the one and seven 49ers. 49ers. The Broncos have more wins than both teams combined, and they suck cock. Raiders. (laughs) The Niners are favored by three, and the over-under for this game is 46. 
Raiders. I'm also I'm also taking the Raiders. I am also taking the Raiders. I think Derek Carr had a great week last week. I think he gets one for Gruden. Probably the last one of the year, though. So, Sunday, 1 p.m. games. First one, we got the Bucks 3-4 and four at the Panthers, 5-2. and two. Panthers, favored by 6.5. Over under a 54.5. Wow. I am taking the Panthers. I think it's a no-brainer, even though Fitzmagic is in for the Bucks. I Can't. am also taking the Panthers. Just don't, uh, I just don't see the Buccaneers being the Panthers. Yeah, I think the Panthers have a lot more offensive weapons. Uh, with Fitzpatrick, they stand a chance to put up offensive numbers, but on the other end of the spectrum, I mean, they can't stop anything. Their defense is so bad. So I think Christian McCaffrey is a big day, and I think the uh, Panthers win. I guess it just depends on which Fitzpatrick's going to show up or which Buccaneers quarterback's going to show up. Or which Cam Newton shows up. Mm-hmm. I, think Cam Newton's gonna, I think Cam Newton's going to have a great day. I think so, too. You go out there and have Ryan Fitzpatrick sling for four or five hundred yards, win, or he's gonna go out there and throw for fifty yards and get pulled, and then James Winston back the game. And then he fumbles twice and throws three picks. Right. So either way, bad news bears, Panthers win. All right. Then we have the four and three bears at the two and six Bills. Bears are favored by nine and a half at the lowest over under of the week at thirty seven and a half. I'm going to hammer, hammer the over. You think so? I, think I so. will not hammer that over. Me either. Considering the Bills just stopped Tom Brady to what? 25 18, points. One of which were was defensive touchdown. So, Bills, sneaky good defense. Offense, sure. terrible. Oh, here's the only problem. We have Nathan starting. For the Bills this week. Yep. That's bad. Pick six, Peterman. The Bears the Bears alone could score 37. You know? 40, 38 points if Peterman. You're going to see a Denver picks. Broncos first half defense against the Cardinals repeat in this game. I think it's going to get ugly, personally. I think you got to hammer the. I think the Bears are putting up 30 40. We'll see. See what happens. I just think the Bears are going to win. So. I think I also... the, the Bills get two points off a botched punt snap that goes over the head and out the back of the end zone, and that's the only points they score all night. The Bears, just, the Bears force-feed Peterman full-blown dick. is terrible. Veiny, triumphant dick. That's all he's eating. He sure is fucking eating W's. So we're all in the Bears on that one. Bears, duh, Bears. Big time. All right. Then we got the 7-1 and one Chiefs at the 2-5-1 and one Browns without Hugh Jackson at the helm. That's All a right. huge loss. All right. And without their offensive coordinator. Todd Haley. That's a, that, one I didn't, uh, I, that one I didn't like. I did I thought, not see that coming. I didn't see that coming. I actually thought Todd Haley would go to head coach, interim Same. head coach. But they went Greg Williams, which isn't a bad call either way. But, uh, you know. I mean, he's paying his players to take people's heads off out there, so they might play for something. Literal money. Literal money. Um, Kansas City's favored by eight and a half. 
the over under is 51. I say hammer the over. Man, no. No. 51. I'm not hammering That's the a over. lot. That's not hammering the over on that one because I don't think that Cleveland's going to put up that many points. I don't think so either. I think the Chiefs defense actually hasn't looked as horrible lately. At the beginning of the year, they looked like dog shit. But... Yeah, they look like they actually have kind of figured it out. But again, they've been playing the Broncos. So it's tough to say. But I don't think the, the Browns put up enough. I think the Chiefs probably win like 36 to 10 or something stupid. 36 12, maybe on all field goals. Yeah, complete disarray in Cleveland. Chiefs win. Chiefs. Everybody's on the Chiefs. Thank All you. right. Then we have the three and five Jets at the four and four Dolphins. Miami's favored by three over under a 45. Is Brock Osweiler starting? Good question. I don't think that's been released yet. Tannehill's questionable. Probably going to be a game time decision. I'm just guessing. I don't know. This one's a toss up for me, yeah. personally. Mostly because I don't give a shit who wins this game. I don't give a shit about either of these teams. No one does. Honestly, regardless of who starts for Miami, I'm taking the Dolphins. I'll take the Dolphins as well on this one. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking Isaiah Crowell. I think nice. he's going to have a good day. And if uh, my life has taught me anything, it's bet against Brock Osweiler. Bet big and you'll probably win. Probably fair. Um, then we have the four two and one Steelers at the four and four Ravens. Ravens are favored by three at home, over under a forty seven and a half. Mm. Mm. Who's home? Ravens. Ravens are home. I'm going to take the Steelers because the Steelers are on a roll. Give me the Steelers on the road. I did have the uh, Ravens written down, but I did just uh, remember some uh, highlights from last week. And, you know, Steelers are on a roll. Connor's looking good. I mean, the Ravens just lost to the Panthers. I feel like the Steelers can take it. Yeah, watching last week. Uh, well, not really watching. I guess I was at work, but seeing highlights of the game. Ravens go down early. McCaffrey kind of gashed him a little bit, and they kind of caved. I think the Steelers have more than enough firepower to do that, so I'm not taking the Ravens this week. I'm going to take the Steelers as well. All on the Steelers. Then we have the 3-4 and four Lions at the 4-3-1 and one Vikings. Minnesota's favored by five, over under a 49 and a half. Vikes. <clears throat> I got the Vikings at home as well. Let's say Vikings at home, also going to hammer the under. Yeah, it's probably fair. Probably won't be a high scoring game, that's for sure, but. Yeah, I don't think so. Lions just got routed. Well, not routed, but kind of got routed by the Seahawks. Vikings barely lost to the. Arguably the best team in the league. One of the best teams in the league. Right. Yeah. So, I mean. That game looked ugly early, Vikes though. It did. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But either way, I think the Vikings, it, it, for them, it's a must win. They're at home. Lions are, they've been on a skid all year, but I, I, I'm confident in the Vikings. All on the Vikings. Um, then we have the three and four Falcons at the five and two Redskins. Redskins are favored by one and a half over under 47. Taking the Falcons. Ooh. Don, what's your thoughts on the Redskins Falcons game? Well, skins are, uh, Six and seven at home, last seven games. They're on a roll. They got a good running game. Alex Smith game manager. Falcons defense is horrendous. I'm taking the skins at home. I'm also taking the skins. I think uh, this is going to be a big Adrian Peterson day. Huge. Because, Because the Atlanta defense is awful. And honestly, their offense doesn't look that great lately either. Nope. I'm not impressed with them all around as a squad. So, a no-brainer for me. I'm going uh, Skins. All right, moving into the 1-4-5 game. Sunday at 4-5. We have the Texans 5-3 at the Broncos 3-5. Denver is favored by one over under a 46.5. Hammering the under on that. Same. Well, this is an interesting game. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the Texans because I always bet against Denver when it's not a for sure thing and it works out in my favor usually. However, Will Fuller out. Sean Watson banged up. I mean, Sean Watson's banged up. DeAndre Hopkins banged up. Chris Harris is going to be on him. He's 100% healthy and he's a great cornerback. He's going to get his targets, but I don't think he's going to have an explosive day. Uh, the run defense is getting it together after those two really weird weeks. Uh, yeah, Von Miller and Chubb come after a banged-up Deshaun Watson, who each have at least a sack in the last three games, if not a strip sack or more. If the Houston Texans streak is going to end, it's going to end on Sunday against Denver in Mile High. But I'm still going to take the Texans. I think they have a good team and a good system. I think Denver's just kind of starting to figure out who they are in this new era. So I'm going to go Houston. I'm taking Houston. Uh, hoping that Demarius Thomas makes Denver his bitch. Uh, me too. I hope he gets 290,000 <laughs> yards and 75 touchdowns. I really do. I hope John Elway takes off his fake. F- I know it's fake, John. I know the hair's fake. That's not real. Fuck you. <laughs> We'll get to that later, though. Bundy, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take the Texans. Uh, Sean Watson had a big week last week. Um, they've been kind of on a roll. Sean Watson can continue to do what he's doing. Obviously, they should have no problem going into Mile High Stadium and beating the Broncos. But it's in Mile well, High. You never, yeah. never know what's going to happen there. Defense is uh, showing some life. Rams were uh, 23 points in mile high. True. That's tough. Tough place to play. But, I, I mean. Heard. Also, keep in mind Deshaun Watson had a great day against the Dolphins. True. So did Mitch Trubisky. But the Texans also do have a pretty good defense as well. So, 
Can't knock him there. Case Keenum, I don't think, is going to be able to put up the points to beat the Texans. So, Yes. I think and that's going to be the biggest difference is Houston's yeah, defense versus Denver's offense. Case Keenum, exactly. Yeah. The, the three and outs are going to kill it. Like Case Keenum <clears> having 75% three and outs and a couple field goals and one touchdown probably. Also, but, considering they don't have Demarius Thomas, it makes it that much harder. Yep. Mm, I mean, that really... Demarius Thomas has barely 400 yards this year and four I mean, touchdowns. it's not a huge factor, 80s. but... Yeah. I mean, he was... He... People he was paid something. attention to him. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta factor that in, but he wasn't having a great year. That being said, it was Case Keenum throwing him the football. So, um... I look for Cortland Sutton to have uh, a lot of targets. Lots. But, yeah, it's just based on track record and how it's going this year, I have to take Houston, even though I don't really want to. Like Every part of my being is like, no, this this is a good week for Denver. I think they do well. I think it is a good game, but I still think Houston is a better football team right now. And they're on a roll. Let's not forget yeah. that. Yep, five-game win streak. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Moving into the 425 games, uh, Chargers five and two at the Seahawks four and three. Seattle's there by one and a half, and the over under is 48. Hammer the over. Uh, Who do you have on that, Don? Mm, well, Russell Wilson is undefeated at home against AFC teams. Taking Russell Wilson, Seattle. Bundy? I had the Chargers written down, but switching it to the Seahawks, I feel like they're getting it together. Carson seems to be the premier back, so they kind of just give him the ball. Finally, they have an established running back. Russell Wilson, obviously, very good against the AFC teams. They're at home. Always a tough place to play. Chargers, banged up Mel. Gordon. I don't see the Chargers coming out of a century link with a W. I'm going with the Chargers on this one if Melvin Gordon plays. If it's Austin Eckler back there, I don't like the Chargers. But I'm going to take the Chargers if Melvin Gordon plays. So if Melvin Gordon starts your Chargers, if not Seattle. Yep. All right. That's fair. Um, then we have, I think the best game of the week It's going to be the most fun one to watch. I'm going to be, I'm going to be tuned into this one. Oh, I'm going to be balls deep in this Rams eight. No at saints six and one saints are favored by one and a half. And the over under is 60. Mm, hammer the over hammer it seven. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I am so fucking excited for this football game. I don't like, I don't like the Saints. I do like the Rams personally. I, I've liked the Rams since like Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce back in the day. Uh-huh. But uh, oh fuck, is that going to be fun to watch? I think that the Saints win at home and the Rams their first loss of the season. Uh, Drew Brees is going to mushroom stamp Goff on the forehead as a sort of ceremonial passing of the torch, but also he's going to fuck him in the butt pretty good statistically. I think the Saints. 
the Saints come out on top. I'm excited to watch. Regardless if I'm wrong or not, I just want to watch this game. Same. I'm so I'm going to be so tuned into this game. Uh, I'm not Saturday... going to watch the Broncos game. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? <laughs> I'm so Saints. I'm so tuned into this game that Saturday afternoon, I may go down to Shields, get me an Alvin Kamara jersey to watch this fucking game. That's how fucking to. into this game I'm going to be in. If I had a Shields, I'd be going to buy a Michael Thomas jersey tomorrow. Or I'm so, so waiting for my Kamara jersey to come from China. Sure. So. Fucking yeah. China, you know? <laughs> Make all the stuff. Takes forever to get here. What's that about? Uh, $15 for a good quality jersey. Why not? Anyway. I've yet to dabble in that, but I've, I've been looking. I will also say the Saints win against the Rams. Saints at that. I thought it was going to be a little rough for them against the Vikings, but the defense seemed to, uh, I guess, surprise me a little bit. They didn't really give up a lot. Run defense is pretty good. So I don't see Gurley having that greater game. Also, Goff did struggle against the Packers a great deal of that game. So I don't know if the Packers did the homework, just had a good game plan, if Goff was just a little off or what. But, I mean, the Saints' defense is obviously better than the Packers' defense. So I just I see the Saints winning at home. Nah, in a very good game, I'd say. I will say this. If this game was in L.A., I would take the Rams. I agree. 100%. I would but, agree to that. But we're, we're in New Orleans. I'm taking the Saints. Got to. Bundy <laughs> said the uh, Saints defense pretty good. Their run defense actually first ranked in the NFL right now. Which comes to a, a surprise. Yeah, Buddha brought it up last week. And I didn't know that either, but they are. I mean, you got Cameron Jordan, who's a beast. And then they got, who else is that? That uh, other lineman they got there, D-lineman. Mm-hmm. Can't remember his name, but he was a, he was a beast this, this last weekend against the Vikings, too. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, honestly, can't think of uh, Saints down lineman outside of, like, Cameron Jordan. What was his name? Little Manti Teo action too, huh? <laughs> Sheldon Rankins. Mm. He tackle. Beast. Good stuff. Shout, shout out. Shout, shout out Sheldon Rankins. All on the Saints. Moving into the Sunday night game. The three three and one Packers at the six and two Patriots. Patriots also favored, favored by six. Sh- should be a good game. True. Should be. Over under a 57. I'm hammering the under on that. Uh, It's going to be an interesting game, honestly. Uh, I almost want to pick Green Bay. Mm -hmm. They need uh, it. They They need this game. But uh, my gut's telling me Uncle Tom at home is going to put it away. And I just like I said, like week two, week three, you are watching a downslide of the Green Bay Packers there in Rodgers right now. It's not good. 
and now you're trading away some of your best defensive players and a, a talented offensive player. I'm not going to say Ty Montgomery was a top-tier player. He's mid, middle of the road, but solid. Uh, if Denver picked him up, I wouldn't be mad at him, you know. So I'm I'm taking New England here. Especially for a seventh-round pick two years from now? Yeah, exactly. It. I just think the Patriots have more going on. They're at home. Edelman's playing out of this world. He always does. Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. Still got Gronk. No, you got one less safety to cover him. So, New England. New England at home. Never really go against him, ever. That's tough. Also, considering the Packers, just nice down, touchdown, got rid of Ha Ha Quinn Dix. Defense just got weaker. Jair Alexander did look really good last weekend against the uh, Rams. But that's pretty much all they got. So, I mean, you do have Aaron Rodgers, but it's just something about Bill Belichick and Brady at home. It just just gives me more to pick them than the Packers on the road, who have literally pretty much just dismantled. But would we actually be surprised? Like I said, I think I said this last week, you wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers goes into Foxborough and wins. Absolutely not. He almost been, won against Jared Goff last weekend. Yep. Give me the uh, Patriots in this one. I can't go. I can't go against Tom Brady at home. Can't. <clears throat> All on the Pats. Um, Monday night game, three and four Titans at the three and four Cowboys. Dallas favored by six and a half. Over under a forty one. Take the over, I'd say. Because it's probably going to be like 24 to 21. Say Titans or Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say nobody gives a fuck except for Buddha Bundy and Mo. Shout out Mo Ponch. Ass eating extraordinary. He's an assetarian. Cow- I'm going to say the Cowboys probably win, but no one's going to be shocked if they lose either. You're not wrong. Give me the boys in prime time. Boys on prime time usually good. New uh, edition of Mark Cooper. I don't know if it's gonna be a big hit this week. We'll see. I hope it is. I hope it brings another element to the offense. So, I mean, if you can throw it over the top to Cooper, you can get Zeke going. And if you can't, if you stop Zeke, you know, still gotta worry about Mark Cooper. It just depends on really how well he knows the offense and how they're going to utilize him. That's the big problem. Don't know which fucking Scott Linehan's going to show up. So I feel as though the Cowboys will win, even though when I pick them, they usually lose. So I'm kind of going against what I actually want to do. But anyway, Cowboys should win at home Monday night against the very dismal offensive Tennessee Titans, who did absolutely nothing to fix their issues. Yeah. True. All right. Because, I mean, the Cowboys' defense is not a fluke. They're good. No, they are good. They're averaging, what, like 17 points a game? And the Titans don't really have much. 
like if the Titans put up 17 points, that's like a really good day. Pretty much. Yeah, that means they scored two touchdowns. So that's two more than they usually score. It's weird because like I feel like this game could be like really tight, but I also feel like the Cowboys could blow the roof off of it. Like the yeah, it, Jaguars. If the Cowboys won 20 to 18, no one would be shocked. If the Titans won 12 to 9, no one would be shocked. If the Cowboys won 50 to 3, nobody would be shocked. So just, no matter what happens, no one's surprised by it. Pretty much. It's one. Of, it's a pick 'em. Pick 'em. I pick the cow. We all pick the Cowboys. It's a shot in the dark. Yep. And the Cowboys desperately. I would probably say they desperately need this one. I think it's honestly sure. right for them right now. I think they're pretty much out of reach anyway. But yeah, I mean they have to. They need a lot of help though. Because what the Redskins are five and two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eagles are four and four, three and four. Four and four. So yeah, Cowboys need it. I feel like they're kind of playing for their playoff lives already. See, I feel as though they're going to go in every week like it's a playoff game. So I hope they just fucking come out and do what they got to do to win, regardless if it's a blowout or they barely scrape by. They just need to win the game. Exactly. So we're moving right. to the uh, must-start, must-sits next week. Yep, must-start, must-sit for week nine. Looking at this now, I realize I have three AFC West players in my must-start, but that's fine. All right. Well, let's hear them. For quarterback, I got uh, Derek Carr. I'm saying start. I usually would not pick an Oakland Raiders player, but they are playing the Niners. I mean, the Niners are terrible. Carr last week, two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown against the Colts, who are a lot better than the Niners are. I'm not seeing him having a worse performance than that. So I think that's a good call. San Fran allowing the seventh most points per game to quarterbacks. All right. My must-start quarterback this week, Jared Goff versus New Orleans. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. New Orleans allows the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, You got one of the best offenses versus... Versus a defense that allows a lot of points to quarterbacks. I like Jared Goff this week, even though the Saints will probably, I think the Saints will win this game. I think it's going to be a barn burner, and this is going to be a good high-scoring game, and Jared Goff is going to have a lot of fantasy points. My dick is going to be hard the entire time. I am going to go on to the opposite side of that field, and I'm going to say you're going to start Drew Brees at home. Aaron Rodgers had a... Meh day, I guess, against the Rams. But there's no Drew Brees. Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers doesn't have Michael Thomas or Kamara. So, I mean. Or, or Ingram. So, uh, I feel like you're going to have to start Drew Brees this week. I like it. It's a good call. For uh, our running. Must start running back. Sorry. You're right. For running backs, I'm saying Melvin Gordon. I think he is going to play. Uh, I think he's coming off two weeks rest. Hamstrings probably probably feeling good, feeling limber, ready to roll. And uh, they're going to lean on him pretty heavily. He's going to get a lot of touches, both rushing and probably receiving. Uh, They're going to need that for the Chargers to even have a shot. So I look for him to have a good day, even if they lose, which I think they probably will, but. I like uh, 
at running back this week. Must start all day. Adrian Peterson versus Atlanta. Atlanta allows the most points to running backs this season. Uh, Adrian Peterson's looking like Adrian Peterson in 2012. Uh, just dude's a straight animal. But it, for, for how old he is, I mean, it's impressive. Love it. Absolutely I, love I it. I love it. Love it. Uh, he's also was involved in the passing game last week. So that was that was cool to see. Uh, I think he's going to kill it versus a shitty defense this week. Big time. For me, got you know what I said last week? Trio of Chiefs, you got to ride with the hot hand. Mm-hmm. You got to ride with the hot hand and Kareem Hunt. He has been absolutely on a tear this year, fantasy-wise. Want a stat line? I'll tell you a stat line. You're going to get it anyway. Week one, 4.9, not good. Week two, 14, 16, 23, 15, 24, 32, and 14. Stat line for Kareem Hunt this year. Got to start him. Got to like start it. him regardless of who he's playing. All right, wide receiver, Don. Wide receiver, I'm going Thielen against Detroit. Detroit doesn't stop anybody. He's the hottest wide out in the league. It's a no-brainer. Go ahead and start the white boy, Minnesota. You think he goes over a hundo again? Big time. 120-plus, two tutters. Nice. I am going with Rams wide receivers versus New Orleans. Um, <clears throat> that's that's Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup if he plays, and if Cooper Cup doesn't play, toss fucking Josh Reynolds in your flex. Reynolds. Um, Saints are thirty second in points to wide receivers. Diggs and Thielen had a fucking day on Sunday night. Both of them. Oh, both were over 100 yards. Both had close. Well, Thielen had seven receptions. Diggs had nine or ten. Yeah. Uh, I think this. I think this wide receiver group is going to make the Saints secondary their bitch this week. If you have a if you have a Rams wide receiver playing this week, I think. I uh, I had Adam Thielen written down. So, uh, start Adam Thielen, obviously, but since Donald already picked him, I'm going to say, or wild card, go ahead and start uh, Julian Edelman against the Packers. He's been lighting it up. Packers, eh, defensively. Tom Brady, Edelman, it's over. I like it. Edelman fucked me in my fantasy league this week. Yeah, he did. I seen it. I seen it. Heard a lot. I didn't deserve all that. Don's you know, now six and, Don's six and two and bitter. It's fine. Six and two and upset. It should be seven and one. All right, tight end. Don, who you got this week? Small Hold start. on, before we start, before we start that. Okay. Did you just drop back to back weeks, Donald? Weren't you undefeated? No, not in our league. No, I was on a three-game win streak, and then I lost again as right. I uh, failed to start the Seattle defense. Sorry to interrupt. That's right. Yeah, Don played the uh, the Cleveland Browns defense over the Seattle Seahawks defense last week, and that was his big mistake. Yeah, I had a lot of faith in Cleveland. I did. 
Thought they were you know, right. as much as you want to have faith in Cleveland, you just don't trust it. Yeah, you it was a mistake. I believe don't. I dropped them on the old waiver wire this week. All right. Moving on to tight ends. Uh, tight ends are kind of shitty this year in general. I mean, if you have a, a good starting tight end, you're playing him. It's just the way it is. Uh, you're either going to live or die by it. There's no... It's not like you have three wide receiver tight ends on your bench. You're like, oh, I don't know if I should pick O.J. Howard or Gronk. No, you're, you're going to play your best hand. Whoever's projected to score more, you're going to play. But I'm saying uh, throw Kittle up there against Oakland. Like Oakland it. giving up the most points per snap of anyone ever because Gruden's a terrible defensive coach, terrible head coach in general. He's a terrible haircut. He sucks. <laughs> so you're a big fan of Mr. Gruden? No, he sucks. All right, my must-start tight end this week is O.J. Howard versus Carolina. Fitzmagic starting at quarterback. Uh, Howard's on a roll this year. He's tight end number seven this year in fantasy points, and he's missed two weeks so far, including the bye week. He had one injury. He was injured one week and has a bye. Um, And Carolina allows the most points to tight end. I'm going to go out and say uh, you're going to want to start Travis Kelsey. by the hot hand. Every single week, pretty much this year in PPR League, he's gotten over 10 points besides one tight end. You got to take the 10 points. But I will say, he's had over, there's well over 10 points as well. He's had 29, 19, 20, 15, 11, 14, and 19. And week one, he had 1.6, but that's week one, so... Travis Kelsey seems to be a top target there in that KC, so you got to ride it. Big time. Quick review. Don, who's your must-starts this week? Uh, QB at Derek Carr, Melvin Gordon at running back, Adam Thielen at wide receiver, and uh, George Kittle against Oakland. This week I had Jared Goff at quarterback. Um Adrian Peterson at running back, Rams wide receivers, and O.J. Howard at tight end. I got the Drew Brees, Kareem Hunt, Adam Thielen, or Edelman, and Travis Kelsey. Moving into must-sit, Don, who do you got? Must-sit, quarterback. Phillip Rivers. Set him. Playing Seattle at home. Uh, He hasn't been putting up huge numbers all year, leading on Melvin Gordon for a lot of the points. And I really don't see him getting on a hot streak this week. So, if you got him, sit him. My must-sit is Mitchie T versus Buffalo. Buffalo's fourth in points to quarterbacks this year. Held Tom Brady in check for the most part Monday night. Uh, I think Mitchie T is going to struggle in a low-scoring game. And it's going to be low-scoring offensively. I think pick six Peterman is probably going to throw a couple couple pick sixes, and the Bears are going to get up early, but we'll see what happens. I agree with that. Mitch T against the Bills. They kept uh, Tom Brady under wraps there. Mitch T is not Tom Brady, so, I mean, kind of got to say don't start Mitch Trubisky. But I'm going against the grain and going against my own word, and I'm starting them in two leagues, so You'll have there's that. that. Yeah. I mean, that'll happen. You kind of don't really have a choice. 
Yeah, if you got what you got, you're going to start him. I could start Ryan Fitzpatrick, but last time I did that, you know, I picked him up. He had the hot hand, needed QB, picked him up, threw him in the lineup, got me five points and benched. So, yeah, I don't really know if I want to do that. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. Uh, Must sit running back for me. Moving on from that, I'm going to say sit Jordan Howard. It seems like a lazy pick, but I see a lot of people starting him. Either at flex or running back one. Tariq Cohen has really been stealing the show as far as the Chicago backfield goes. And and Jordan Howard, last week I think he got the majority of the carries, but Tariq had the big play capability. So he's getting the points. Uh, If you have Jordan Howard, I probably wouldn't play him if you have a better option. Buffalo, sneaky good on defense. I, I don't see him having a huge day. I agree. Must sit running backs for me. Buck Allen and Alex Collins versus Pittsburgh. Both didn't score well versus Pittsburgh. The first time around, Pittsburgh second in points to running backs. And I think it's going to be more of a uh, Flacco-John Brown game. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, do not start whoever the fuck runs the ball in Tennessee these days. Because... We can't run the ball. Dallas got a pretty good defense. Mariota. Good He's the only one running back there. Derrick Henry, don't start him. Who's the other one? James White? No, not James White, but... Uh, Deion Lewis. Yeah, don't yep. start either of them. Don't do it. Ex-Patriot, you're close. They're, they, they all, they're all like the same, at, you know... Yeah, I mean... Same athleticism. They all do the same shit. Fuck them. True, fuck them. Dayon Lewis, James White, pretty much the same person. Identical. Pretty much has, the same person. One has same. a really good contract, one doesn't, but that's fine. Yeah. Moving on from that. That wide receiver, I'm going to go bold here. I don't think a lot of you are going to like it. I'm sitting DeAndre Hopkins. I am. Okay. You know why? Does it have something to do with Chris Harris Jr.? It has everything to do with Chris Harris Jr. I've literally watched almost every Denver Broncos game since he's been drafted. Well, he wasn't drafted, but since he's been put on the team, he's given up two touchdowns. Two. Count them. Fucking two. Two. It's not a bad stat line. Two. Half a decade, two touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins, going to get your targets. He might get 60 yards. 10 receptions at a PPR league, you might have a good day, but at the end of the day, it's not going to help you win the game. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sitting him. I think you have better options out there, especially with that matchup. I said to sit Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. versus Minnesota. Minnesota, third in points to wide receivers. Held Saints wide receivers in check last week. Held Drew Brees in check last week, that defense did. In fact, um, Michael Thomas had five receptions for 81 yards, and 44 of those came on a pass from Taysom Hill. So yeah, that was a dime, by the way. It was. It was. I was. A, I was a fan. But um, I look for Stafford as wide receivers without Tate to struggle this week. Well, it's really cool that you guys both picked who I was gonna, you know. Not start at wide receiver, so 
don't start either, you know, Lions or DeAndre Hopkins. Also, wild card pick. Don't start T.Y. Hilton. He's on a bye week, so don't start him. Copy. Good call. Good call. He's not gonna score any points. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's gonna score any picked, points on a bye week. You guys picked both of the wide receivers and said not to start, so you know. Hey, well, you can't lose if you pick a wide receiver who's not playing this week. I had to, I had to give the fans some. Yeah. You well, know it's not. Alive. Wait, you know it's not gonna happen though. T.Y. Hilton, <clears throat> not gonna get you negative points this week. True. Negative. Something to think True. about. So if you have. If you have somebody out there who could potentially get you negative points, play T.Y. Hilton on a box. Exactly. Yeah. Get the zero. Don't take the negative. <laughs> a tight end. Must sit tight end. If you have a tight end, you're going to play him. Chances are you only got one. Okay? You're picking up one on the waiver wire in a bye week just to fucking get two, three points. In fact, I'm going to say Jimmy Graham against New England. I'm just gonna say sit him. Okay. I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna be taking a lot of deep shots. I don't think Graham's really in there for that. If he has a good day, whatever is it's just a throwaway pick for me. I'm gonna say Jimmy Graham. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat what you said, as in, if you have a tight end on your roster, okay, who on their team is tight end one on the depth chart. You should probably play him. But this week, I'm going to go with a tight end quarterback matchup. I said sit Mitchie T. I'm also saying sit Trey Burton versus Buffalo. Trey Burton was held in check last week versus the Jets. Four points, not good. Uh, Brady and Gronk were held in check versus Buffalo last week. Buffalo's eighth in points to tight ends. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, yeah, tough day at the office for Mitchie T and Trey Burton. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say don't start the Titans tight end because I don't even know who it is to start. So, yeah, there's that. He's got a T on his helmet. Negative. Cowboy's pretty good against the pass. Mariota might just have to throw to himself. We've seen it before. He's it worked well on the wild card so. last year, so. Exactly. So don't start the Titans tight end. But I mean, I like we talk about all the time, if there's a tight end who has legs and a set of hands, pretty much got to start. Uh, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to go bold and say uh, don't start Jake Butt against Houston. He has a blown ACL. He hasn't been playing for three weeks. Good, Good call. call. Yeah. Don't, don't start him. Don't start anybody on IR. Wearing pads. If he's also, on injured reserve, don't play him. Also, I'm going to go out and say don't start David Njoku out of spite because he fucked me last week. Still won, but he fucked me. No, if he fucked you last week, he wouldn't be here. You'd be crying somewhere in a shower, <laughs> probably. He probably is a huge cock. He's a physical specimen, that man. There was a lot of hype around him. Hasn't lived up to it. Do you remember, DJ, when we used to play Madden versus, with Phil? Yeah. And he would always have the 49ers. He would always yeah. throw the ball to Vernon Davis. Vernon, Vernon Davis is a physical specimen. <laughs> the fuck up, Phil. Why don't you quit running a streak to Vernon Davis? Every time. Works every time. Little known fact, Vernon Davis has a Super Bowl ring with Denver. 
He caught three passes that year. Super Bowl hey. rings, a Super Bowl ring though. Whatever gets you that ring. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for you. We doing uh, putt savage because I have so much to say. All right, yeah, Don. I believe you put it under an hour. Yeah, yeah, I'll try. I think your putts of the week and your two minute rant are the same. I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. They're the okay. same. Let me. Uh, let's hear your putts of the week. All right, fellas. I know you've all been waiting for me to talk about the Broncos, and I'm going to. So I'm not going to disappoint here. There's like three Denver Bronco fans in the entire fucking area, one of which is listening, and it's me. But, John fucking Elway, I hate you. I hate your fucking hair and your Botox lips. I hate everything you've ever done. Can't call it hair because it's not real. It's not real hair. It's horse hair. We all know. Quit hiding it. <laughs> Tell everyone the truth, John. You're not fooling anybody. Your fucking horse teeth and your horse hair. Fuck you, John. You're basically a pinto. Let's talk about John fucking Elway. He came into the VP spot 2011. He has made nothing but piss poor decisions when it comes to drafts, trades, and quarterbacks. His entire fucking stint. Head coaching hires? Yikes. Vance Joseph? He wasn't relevant in Miami. I'm going to go over some things here. If you would be so kind to oblige me. Let's talk about Broncos quarterbacks in 2011. Yeah, Kyle Orton. Anyone remember Kyle Orton except Damien? This yeah. is this eleven is and five, motherfucker. Hey, he eleven was the Cowboys. I, I remember he was the Cowboys quarterback at one point too. Yeah, he played for everybody. Kyle Orton hears a who the fuck was that pass supposed to go to? Left exactly after John Elway got there. Then you got Tim Tebow taken in the first round of 2010. Brock Osweiler in the second round. Paxton Lynch first round 2012. Trevor Simeon seventh round. Case Keenum 18 million dollars a year to suck dick. Chad Kelly released. Because he liked to get drunk and wander into someone else's house. We've all done that. Oh, He's man. the only motherfucker on the team who could throw besides Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> so we're going to look at John Elway's draft picks since twenty since since he came in. Since he had an involvement, we're going to start with Tim Tebow. Okay, 2010, first round. Passed okay. on Gronk, Carlos Dunlap, Golden Tate, and Jimmy Graham in that draft. That hurts. Moving to Osweiler, 2012, he passed on Levante, David, Casey Hayward, Russell Wilson, and Mohamed Sanu. Ouch. Paxton Lynch, first round, 2016, you passed on Miles Jack, Michael Thomas, Dak Prescott, Tyreek Hill, and Jordan Howard. Think maybe any one of those guys could have been better than Paxton Lynch for the franchise? Nope. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because where's Paxton Lynch now? (laughs) Let's look at his draft history. 2011, one good pick, Vaughn Miller. 2012, three good. You got Malik Jackson, doesn't play there anymore. Danny Trayton doesn't play there anymore. And Derek Wolf, who still plays there, doing well. 2013, drafted nobody. 2014, Roby, and he sucks. 2015, Shane Ray, he's garbage. 2016, Justin Simmons, backup safety. 2017, Garrett Bolas gets more holding calls and snaps. 2018, <laughs> actually good. Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton, Royce Freeman, and Josie Jewell. And those guys haven't even panned out halfway. That's your fucking legacy. That's VP right there. What is that? No, his legacy is the one Super Bowl win. The one Super Bowl win and the other Super Bowl Bowl appearance. And you know why? You had Peyton fucking Manning. Arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play football. Take away that one person, all of a sudden, you look like fucking Hugh Jackson out there with better hair. You're a piece of shit human. Then you're going to take Demarius Thomas, second best wide receiver in franchise history. I repeat, second best franchise 
history. Trade him away for a fourth-round draft pick to the fucking Texans, who you play this week, you fucking inbred. <laughs> if I could send shit through the mail, you'd be getting a basketful. You are probably the worst VP, an overrated quarterback, and your hair sucks. Pots of the week, John Elway, you're an asshole. To touch on the shitting and sending it, you could probably shit in a coffee can. I'm sure you could get away with it. Nah, they'd find out at the post office. Nah. Yeah. Shit, I'm not doing throw it. the grounds back in there. It'd be all right. Yeah, because John Elway's going to take a can of Folgers that's already been opened and put it in his coffee maker. He's that stupid, he might. Yeah, you're right. Big stupid fucking teeth, stupid hair, fat, oh, piece of shit, inbred motherfucker. I hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> just Demarius, Thomas, Demarius Thomas, one of my favorite fucking players of all time. One of the only deep threats that you fucking have. And you just shit on him. Fourth round pick. Granted, did he want to be there? Probably not. And I don't blame him. Emmanuel Sanders doesn't want to be there. I don't blame him. Look at what you've done. Case Keenum is his big big acquirement in his entire tenure. Paid him $18 million a year to throw picks. Well, He's got like 12 tutters, 11 picks this year. He has four more picks this year, five more picks this year than he had all of last season. And 10 less touchdowns. Maybe it's a system or a Vance Joseph thing. Hmm. Maybe I'm I'm not saying they're without blame, but I am saying all of the big decisions he's made as he stepped into this general management vice president position have not been good. absolute dog shit. I mean, look at his draft picks, the ones I just listed. <laughs> who who does he have? <laughs> Von Miller. He still has Justin Simmons, who is a good, talented young player. Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton. Seven years. You have four players worth of shit. Congrats. You get rid of the, one of the, the best wide receivers the franchise has ever seen. And, and the reason that he's getting so much heat for this is because the Denver Broncos are one of the most winningest franchises, and not even just the NFL, in all of sports, since the 60s. So fans are not used to five-win seasons. If the Broncos went 8-8, eight and eight, that was a horrendous year up until recently. So, I mean, you're getting a lot of blowback on that. Are you going to have some off years? Yeah. But you don't expect it to happen year after year after year with the same stupid picks. Hey, let's pick a quarterback. Hey, how about you fucking don't because you suck at it? <laughs> Should have played baseball, you fucking asshat. Harvard bitch. <laughs> anyway, I'm done on Jen Elway. He's a piece of shit. Moving isn't on. He a, isn't he a Stanford bitch? Stanford, sorry. sorry. I was thinking Fitzpatrick. My bad. I didn't mean Stanford's anybody. Stanford's the Harvard of the West Coast. We'll just say Ivy that. League. He did go to Stanford. I was wrong. Is that it? Yeah, I think I'm done on that. Moving okay. on. All right, my butts of the week. Cut him off. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> All right, my putts of the week. Probably some probably low hanging fruit, but uh, Jameis Winston, buddy. Yikes. Oh, 
Jameis Winston played three quarters on Sunday. Not I don't think he, he didn't play a full three quarters. Um, he yeah. went eight eighteen of thirty five, two hundred seventy six yards, one touchdown, four interceptions, and a fumble lost, and a fumble lost, five turnovers for a QBR of thirty one point four. Pretty good. Now here's Jameis, buddy. For the season, 96 of 148 for a 64.9% completion percentage. He ain't mad at that. Sounds, Sounds good, right? It's okay. 1,181 yards. Also not mad at that. Everything sounds um, good so far. It's not for four games, though. Talk oh, almost only, yeah, I guess you only played four games. You're almost, you're almost at 300 a game. 295.2 to be exact. Now, here's where it gets a little iffy. We only got six tutters in four games. We have ten picks. Ten picks. At least four fumbles. Let me look at his fumbles. So he's averaging two picks a game? Saying at least three or four. Four. Not good. Not great. Fourteen turnovers. Six tutters. Former... Number one overall pick. Or was he? No, he's number two. Was he number two or number one? I don't remember. But he was it the was first round Winston pick. Then yep. Okay. Not looking good. The future's not looking bright. He's gotta he's gotta pick it up. Fitzmagic just took his job this week. But he also Fitzmagic could easily lose that job real quick, especially if he becomes Fitzmagic of old. Uh yeah. So Jameis Winston. No, Jameis Winston, number one overall pick, 2015. Yep. Yeet. I think uh, he might lose his job, like, permanently at the end of this year. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look at his track record. He's been suspended and all the off-field antics and throwing almost two interceptions a game. I mean, it's not a good look. Yeah, career-wise, he's thrown 75 touchdowns and 54 picks. It's not a good differential. Four years. Not good. Not good either way. Four years, I mean, you're averaging. He's averaging, what, a pick a game? He's averaging, like, 16 touchdowns a year. He's also, along with those 54 interceptions, has 16 fumbles lost in his career. Yikes. Yikes. Seven, seven of them last year. Yikes. Not good. So, yeah, Jameis Winston, my putts of the week for his piss-poor performance versus the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. My putts of the week might come to no surprise, as it is Ty Montgomery. Mm. I thought you were going to say Jason Garrett. No. <laughs> my <laughs> week. Bye week. Yeah, he could it was a bye week, so I didn't really have nothing to bitch about. Can't shit on Jason Garrett in a bye week. Well, no. he probably could, but. But, you know, Tom Montgomery, idiot. 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 Takes his helmet, smashes it on the sideline. You know, he's pissed off. He got pulled out of the game. And then uh, he gets told to, uh, you know, just take the knee in the end zone, you know. You got two minutes. Arguably the best quarterback ever to play the game, Aaron Rodgers. And what you're down by two, two, two minutes. Aaron Rodgers. We've all seen it. How many times, Aaron Rodgers? 
fourth quarter, march down the field, winning game. Too many times. You specifically get told to take a knee, but out of spite and being an asshat, you take it out of the end zone and you fumble. And you wrap up the game because you're an idiot. Simply an idiot. Take the knee, let Aaron Rodgers get down there, maybe win the game, maybe lose. Don't know. Because we don't know. It didn't happen. What's the track record? Losing to a good team in the fourth quarter. Never really good. But you still got the two minutes. Why in God's name are you taking the ball out of the end zone? And you got Aaron Rodgers in two minutes and a timeout. They had a timeout, right? Yeah, they had one timeout, two minutes, five seconds on the yep. clock. So essentially two timeouts and Aaron Rodgers. Yep. What the fuck are you doing? I know what you did. You fucked up. And you got yourself a one-way ticket out of there, which is well-deserved. One-way so, ticket to Baltimore. So congratulations on that. I got one ticket to Baltimore. So yeah, Tom Montgomery. I fucked that up. You a hoe. Sour taste in a lot of Packers' mouths, so that much. I imagine so. Probably won't ever be looked at as a good person, ever, in Green Bay again, so... Don't go back. No. All right. Don, do you have a savage for this week? I do. Ryan, motherfucking Fitzmagic. God damn it. Yeah. That's mine. That's mine. Yeah. Well, I went first. You can talk about him too, but okay. Jameis Winston takes his job back. Fitzmagic's like, all right, that's fine. I'm a nice guy. I got a beard. It's fine. Take your job back. Doesn't have a beard. He has a beard. The beard. The beard. The beard. The. Jameis Winston goes in there taking his job back, thinking, yeah, I'm awesome. Looks like a flaming bag of dog shit. He's like, well, if you guys want me to play again, I'll go back in. Buddy throws for like 220 and fucking two touchdowns, no turnovers. Scores 19 points in the fourth. Yeah, do they still lose? Absolutely. If Fitzmagic is playing that whole game, I think they win. Probably. I think they win by a lot. It's sad. And if I'm Fitzpatrick, after I go in and do that, I'm telling old boy in the head coaching position, why don't you go ahead and lick my asshole? Hmm? Why don't you bury your face in my sweet ass? I'm going to put on Sean's chains. I'm going to go out and talk to the press. Jameis Winston, take your bitch ass down to the fucking Safeway. Get yourself some crab legs. Stuff them in your pockets, whatever you want to do. You're useless. You suck. You're a terrible NFL quarterback. Everyone's been saying it. Do you have some good weeks? Sure. So did Jake Plummer. You know who Jake Plummer is? Yeah, neither does anyone else. Don't no you talk cares. shit about Jake the Snake Plummer. Jake the Snake Plummer. No one gives a fuck about your two to five good weeks a year. It's when you suck total ass. 80% of the time, which is Jameis Winston. He needs to go. Mm-hmm. Needs to go. Honestly, if it was Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I had to make a choice, guaranteed 100% of the time, taking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is he that consistent? No. Is Jameis Winston consistently shitty? Yes. Savage. 
Fitzpatrick comes off the bench, cold, slings his dick around. Looks like an animal. Mine was, mine was also Fitzmagic. Uh, obviously came in, replaced Jameis in the third quarter. Damn near won the game in relief. Uh, he went 11 for 15, 194 yards, two touchdowns. Um, brought the Bucks within three. Earned himself a starting job this week. And probably earned himself another contract somewhere else. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Pay me, motherfucker. I'm good. Even if I'm not, you know. Yeah, he's made a he's made a living off of being somewhat good kind of good while. sometimes. Kind of good sometimes. Um but yeah, this year he's got 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, 1550 yards in four games started, five games played. Yeah. I think I would start I think Fitzmagic may have won his job permanently if I think uh, Jameis Winston's Getting booted on down the road for cap space, what I think. Probably should. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is anyone going to pick him up? Probably not. Yeah, I'm sure someone would. Probably. Yeah, probably. You're right. He'll be back up the rest of his career, but yeah, probably. Does Denver want him? No. <laughs> if uh, the Denver Broncos pick up Jameis Winston in free agency, I will become a Los Angeles Rams fan tomorrow. Fair enough. Maybe he could take the old uh, job in uh, New York or Jacksonville. Ooh, that's not a bad call. I don't think Jacksonville. I think Blake Bortles has a cult following. I think they're going to keep the fan base happy. But uh, even if they don't start uh, Bortles, I do not think they go with Jameis. I think that's just more of the same. Inconsistency, not good. I can see Jameis playing up in New York, though. I can see that as well. I could see that. I wouldn't hate it. James Winston. I think picks. James Manning, Winston in New York. Uh, more entertaining probably than Eli's suck fest. But uh, pretty much more of the same as well. I don't think he's going to offer him anything that uh, Eli couldn't. So. I feel like he could stretch the field a little bit more. I feel like him and OBJ could have a pretty good connection. Oh, for sure. But I still think they win like three games a year. I guess we'll find out. We'll see what happens this offseason with Jameis. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be in Tampa Bay, though. I don't foresee it, considering they've already dealt with all that legal stuff and whatnot. So yeah. He's going to have... Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic is going to have to get injured, and then Jameis is going to have to come in and play lights out to keep his job in Tampa. Essentially. Yeah. All right. Bundy, you got a Savage of the Week? I do. By the name of Mitchell Trubisky. Heat. Not even because he threw for 220 yards, two touchdowns, and ran for 50. Because of the fact he dressed up like the coach. I like it. She dressed up like Dicka. Dad, good. He's looking good. He did. Had he a good game. Good. I feel like he's dressed like that every week. Absolutely. I'd fuck with it. He's the guy who can pull it off. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. Just because he dressed up like Coach Dicka. That's a fucking savage move. It ain't easy. Hard to pull off. It is hard to pull off. But you know what? He fucking rocked it. Went out there and won a fucking football game. I feel like they should keep it alive every week. Every week. Keep doing you, Mitchell. Keep dressing up like Dicka. Please. 
Do it for the fans. Do it yep. for me. Do it for the vine. I ain't gonna do, do it. Do it for the vine. Ooh, kill him. All right. That's good stuff. Do we have Shit. anything else we'd like to cover, fellas? Uh, I just want to go out on a limb here and say John Gruden's a piece of shit. Sucks. Uh, John Elway's a bigger piece of shit. Also sucks. Uh, shout out to Marius Thomas. Uh, I loved you in Denver. I absolutely support you in Houston. I think you. I think you have a lot of good years ahead of you. At least a few. And I. I hope uh, we get a championship over there. R.I.P. R.I.P. My dreams. I did have something, but I forgot what it was. I just like to say the Jags are fucked and they're not making the playoffs this year. Yeah, a lot of teams are fucked. Denver's fucked hard. Oakland's fucked, obviously. Uh, the Lions, I'm pretty sure, are fucked. They suck. The Brownies are fucked. Browns are definitely fucked. Browns are fucked. Do you say Giants? Giants are fucked. Giants are definitely fucked. Redskins are... are not oh, fucked. I'm sorry, Redskins are... Not. Oh, how uh, about this? Giants, yeah, Giants are fucked. This isn't exactly what I was looking to talk about, but it's something. Vegas has Sean McVay as the number one coach to take over the position in Cleveland next year. False. <laughs> no. He's I got think, too good uh, of a gig in L.A. I think the I Rams are going to literally pay out the ass to keep Sean McVay in that organization. He's staying. It was just something that I seen, and I was like, whoa. Interesting. Also, Interesting concept, but no. Sean McVay remembers every single play of his coaching career. Hugh Jackson didn't remember he had fucking timeouts to burn. True. Hugh Jackson Maybe. doesn't remember what he had for breakfast yesterday. Maybe the Cleveland Browns just fucking, you know, basically give them the organization. Money does a no. lot of talking. Money no. money can make uh, people no. do crazy things. Nope, 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 nope. No, Sean McVay has a great team, great uh, core group of guys there in uh, L.A. He ain't leaving that. Are you silly? Get the fuck out of here. Not to mention a supermodel girlfriend. That, that'd be like saying Bill Belichick is going to go and but coach the Giants next year. What if Sean McVay wins the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, he's staying in L.A. He's going to get another he's one next year. Out. You don't know. <laughs> Could what do you mean? Also, they also had Josh McDaniels as the number one coach to take over the Cowboys coaching position next year. No. No. Josh okay. McDaniels no. is a bitch. Let me tell you about Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels <laughs> drafted Tim t- fucking Tebow in the first round. Okay? Tim Tebow. Buddy can't play minor league baseball. <laughs> fucking sucks. He couldn't make the cut as a fullback for the fucking Bucks. But draft him first over first round. Absolutely. Eat a dick. Josh McDaniels is an offensive coordinator at best. And the only reason he's even fucking relevant is because Belichick's holding his fucking nuts up while he pisses. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Josh McDaniels is a piece of fucking garbage. I I honestly was so I was pretty fu- I'm not even a Colts fan. I don't give a fu- I don't give a shit about the Colts. 
but the the shit he pulled on the Colts made me mad. Hilarious. I don't. I don't even think it was funny. I thought it was fucking. I thought it was funny as fuck. Oh, what a greasy bitch! That's a that's a Belichick fucking coaching scheme thing there. Well, I mean, no, Belichick probably up, just whispered in. Uh, Belichick probably just whispered in his ear like, "Hey, you're nothing without you're nothing without me." And he's, and he's like, like, "Yes, Daddy, you're right." And let me bite this pillow and let me let you fuck me in the ass again. He's a fucking bitch boy. Oh. I fucking hate Josh McDaniels. It's going to be really tough for a team to to uh, offer Josh McDaniels a job with what he did to the Colts. It's going to be tough. Josh McDaniels is the epitome of bullshit. <laughs> the only way Josh McDaniels gets a job is if, when Belichick retires, he just takes over. Yeah, that's the only way. Because it would have been Matt Patricia otherwise. Mm-hmm. Matt Patricia's doing big things in Detroit. Psych. Detroit's garbage. No. Things are looking up there, I think. No. Mm. Negative. We got and, time. It remains to be seen. It's the Detroit and, uh, line. They, were they, haven't saying, won, they haven't won anything since 1990. They ain't going to win anything until 2030. They were saying that the head coach for the Sooners needs to take over the head coaching job in Cleveland as well. In Riley. Yep. One thing I do wish would happen mm. by some sort of miracle is if uh, Sean Payton somehow made his way back to Dallas. I would love that. I'd cry sure. happy tears. Sure Didn't think about it. Zimmer and Sean Payton both were under the uh, watch of Bill Parcells in Dallas at one point. True. And uh, they're all gone, so... I think you'll see Rex Ryan coaching in Dallas before you see Sean Payton. I don't see that happening. Exactly. Rex Sean Ryan, Payton. Until Drew Brees retires, calls it a day, Sean Payton's going absolutely nowhere. Wishful thinking. Yeah. Uh, Dallas needs help. Denver needs help. Head coaching. Uh Shout out Tom Landry if you're listening in heaven. If you could reincarnate yourself into someone worth a shit and uh, kill Vance Joseph at his home and then uh, take on the coaching job there, that'd be awesome. Or, you know, whatever. Just, like, apply and he gets fired. Tom Landry's still alive, isn't he? Maybe. No, he's definitely dead. He was old as fuck in the 60s. There's no way. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about uh, Roger Staubach, my bad. Yeah, I was gonna say, Tom Landry has to be dead. He's he was old as fuck in the sixties, seventies. Well, I'm gonna do a Google anyway. Yeah, he died in two thousand. Yeah, he died a long time ago. RFP. Okay. He died uh seventy six years old in two thousand, which would make him about ninety now. <clears throat> Sorry, ninety five. Uh, four. Ninety four now. Bad math. I don't care. Either way, he's old as fuck, and he's dead. But if he could reincarnate himself as uh, anyone worth a goddamn, I don't care if he's 12 years old. If he can call plays better than Vance Joseph, which isn't hard, uh, run the ball more than 12 times a game, and uh, bench Case Keenum, all of a sudden you have a playoff team. Do you think Vance Joseph gets shit canned after this year? Yes. Big time. 
Also, if Denver ends up with less than nine wins, which is more than likely, I will say Vance Joseph's shit can this year ends up as an offensive coordinator in like Buffalo. Maybe. That's my honest to God opinion. And I think uh, I think that's probably the best thing to ever happen to the Broncos, Vance Joseph going down the road, besides uh shithead uh oh my god, we were just talking about him. Drawing a blank now. McDaniels? Yeah. Besides Josh McDaniels. He was the worst head coach in Denver Broncos history. Also, we should touch on these college football games this weekend real quick. LSU Alabama. Yeet. Bama wins 20 at least. One versus four. No, yeah. I don't Two think. Or three. Is it on the? Is it in Baton Rouge? It is in LSU. I called it three weeks ago that Alabama loses in LSU. We got it on I, tape. So I hope. I hope that the Tigers win. To touch on that, as much as I want LSU to win, I kind of want them to lose more. Let me tell no, you why. They're losing. Let me tell you why. Because Michigan's number five. Yeah. Okay. Selena Gomez, totally in control of my life. Yeah. So if Let me Alabama beats LSU, LSU's going to drop out the top five because they already have one loss, correct? Yeah, they do. To Georgia. Or so and Michigan got a big game against Penn State. They have to win. Michigan wins. LSU loses. Michigan's in four. Mm-hmm. Michigan doesn't play. When do they play next? They play Penn State. They play, they play Penn State. Penn State and then following week, they play Ohio State. Ohio yes. State beat Penn State late game fashion. Michigan uh, has interesting, interesting matchup. Michigan has the chance to make the playoffs. I say Michigan loses next week to Penn State by ten, and then they lose to Ohio State by forty. Wow! Let's say it. I'll say it I would out. say Michigan wins. I think they're going to beat Penn State. I hope. I swear to God. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? I think Harbaugh. Can you tell me why? Can you tell me why you think Penn State's going to win that game? I hate Harbaugh. Please, yeah, you have no actual fucking reasoning besides the fact that you hate Harbaugh. Yes. Penn State looks like shit. No, you're right. Michigan wins. Penn State after they lost to Ohio State is just and it's a straight nutsack banger. Michigan probably wins that game too. I don't know. Ohio State just they just not shown me much. Who they lose to Purdue? Yeah. Lost to Purdue. They had a close game with Minnesota. They had a close game with fucking Penn State, whatever. No, I'm shitting on Michigan just because I'm negative right now, but I I do think they beat Penn State and I think they probably beat Ohio State for the first time in like what, a decade? Which is cool. Long time. Yeah. Uh I just Maybe it's just me being bitter about so many just lackluster years with Harbaugh being there. I wouldn't say it's been lackluster. I mean, obviously, everyone wanted him to come in. I just think that for him coming in, I expected more. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering it's Harbaugh. I expected maybe a national championship appearance, maybe a shot. Yeah. Never even been in the conversation at the end of the year. But then again... People got to realize, like, Ohio State's there. Like, Urban Meyer. Big Ten is excellent Big coach. Ten has a lot of good teams in it. Yeah. Like, people people think that Harbaugh would have came in first year and just I mean, fucking, fucking Rutgers. come in Can and talk win about chips. Rutgers for a second? Great team. Great squad. Like, 
Nick well, Saban didn't come in and fucking make Alabama a powerhouse right away. It's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, it took him like a year and a half. I know, but I'm saying like, can't just expect Harbaugh to come in here and just fucking sweep everything. He's like, been there for half a fucking decade. It's not like he just showed up yesterday. How long has he been there? Is this is five, six years. I don't think it's five, six, is it? Uh, yeah, so, I think it is. I thought this is fourth year. No. Yeah, it's probably his fourth or fifth, I guess. I, I think I think it's his fourth year because his first year he had Rudock, then he had Wilton Spade for two years. Now he's got yeah, it's his fourth, yeah, it's, it's his fourth, it's fourth year. year. Maybe I'm being too hard on the Harbaugh. Maybe I am. Maybe well, little, I I uh, want to say yes, but then again, it's really easy to say no because like everyone expected him to come in here, fucking you know, win national championships, make the playoffs. But then again, he hasn't had all of his recruits come in yet and everything. So, I mean, I feel like it has been. People have been a little rough on him. But then again, it's Michigan. You expect to win. So, I mean. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I feel like this year, if, uh, if he doesn't at least get to the playoffs next year, he's going to be in the hot seat for sure. Mm-hmm. He's in the hot seat now. He has to win this year. He's under contract for the next four years or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if he doesn't win this year, if he doesn't do something this year, stay in the top ten, have a good bowl game, it's not looking good. I think he gets this year and next year. Yeah. If he doesn't at least make the playoffs, I don't think he'll be back. No. Fair enough. Uh yeah, maybe being a little rough on him, but I just, admittedly, I don't pay enough attention to college football. I don't watch it as much as I should. I don't, I don't watch every week. Well, you really can't considering your work schedule, though. Yeah, but either way, it's just, I don't, I'm not that in depth with it. It's kind of like hockey. Like, I don't watch it that much. I don't pay that much attention to what's going on. I just tune in here and there and. That's pretty much it. But uh, as a Michigan, like I like Michigan, obviously from Michigan, but I haven't seen much from him. But he's a first round draft pick, played in the NFL, coached in the NFL, goes to college, and it's just been lackluster. I'm not going to say lackluster as in he's like winning two games. I mean, he's just, you got to be in the playoffs to be relevant anymore, it seems like, and he's not been there. So, the Big Ten's not a bad conference. It's tough. I get it. But Michigan gets a lot of recruits. I mean, people aren't fucking... Michigan's not like their number three team to go to. I mean, people want to go there. Mm -hmm. So, you should do more with your opportunities. And he hasn't done that, but hopefully this year's different. I think he's... Shut the fuck up. Anyway, I think uh, hopefully this year he does something. You know, maybe make the playoffs. If not, you know, be close, be relevant. That's all I ask. Yep. Just be relevant. Ain't going to be relevant. You're going to just hang out top 15. No one gives a fuck. I could coach Michigan to a top 15, okay? Sling the ball. Do what you want. 
you probably end up in the top 20. If the players are making the calls, they probably end up in the top 20. They got that much talent. But Harbaugh, professional mind, good coach. He should be relevant every year. Should be. And I haven't seen it, so disappointed. Fair enough. All right. With that, Don, tell everybody about our social media, WordPress, all that good shit. Let's yeah, get the Damian, fuck out uh, of here. Damien's got a, a new blog out on WordPress right now, fantasy football-wise. Good read if you get into it. I'll have another uh, one out probably Thursday night sometime. I need to write one, too. I'll probably just shit on John Elway the whole time. But we're on WordPress, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, anything but basketball. Twitter, at buttbasketball. So follow us, ask us questions, talk to us, let us know what you think, and uh, hope to hear from you. If not, eat a dick. No one cares. <laughs> Fuck you. I hope you die. I didn't mean that. Wow. I love you. <laughs> I don't, though. Love you guys. All six of you. We don't care about it. We All do 70 it motherfuckers fun. listening. I don't care Shout out Uncle listen. Mike. Shout out Todd Matson. Shout out me. <laughs> you know, for listening and listening to this fucking ramble about shit that doesn't matter. But, I just wanted to uh, take the time and say, you know, this will be my last episode. I'm stepping down. Uh, Tough one. Donald's alcoholism has really gotten to me. Um, his Jameson rants are making me quit. So, Yeah. Now, Bundy's taking a job uh Mayo Clinic, making some money. Got to get up early, so it ain't going to work out for him. But that's, We'll uh, see. We'll see. I mean, Damon's got to be up early. He powers through. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if it works out and you want to join in, that's awesome. If not, uh, I respect it. We'll see. So, uh, hopefully it pans stay. out. I want to stay. You know, I'd love you to I'll, stay. I'll give it a trial run, you know. Yeah. You know, we'll Monday, make that decision later. Monday, I'll, I'll go a little bit early Monday, and then, you know. Well, you know, you, the thing is, me. You'll get into a routine. You'll figure it out. Take a nap during the day. Cut down Maybe. on the Madden. You'll figure it out. But uh, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out, and uh, that's fine. But hopefully it does. It's just one of the things, you know. Like, for some reason, it's just been hard for me to wake up. Because you're not used to waking up. I guess. Give it uh, give it a month. You'll be right. But then again, if I go to bed early and stay up late, how does that affect waking up? That's Damien. He naps Damien. during the day when he gets home from work, wakes up, does a podcast, goes back to bed, wakes up for work. Yeah. I I got I mean, home really, at six. We've been I got home for, at six. Sorry. I mean, it doesn't really matter. We've been here for two and a quarter hours. I mean, it kind of sucks, but at the same time, if you get a nap in, it's like whatever. But we'll see how it pans out either way. So, yeah, I'll tell you how this went down today. Worked till 6.30. Came home, wrote some notes for the podcast. Uh, probably fell asleep around 8.30, 9 o'clock. Woke up at 10.30. Came up here. Signed on. Started talking around. I don't know what time we started talking, but... Yeah, and then I'm going to go back to sleep for four hours, and I'll feel refreshed in the morning because it's like a nap. It's not like a... I feel that. I respect that. And then Thursday, so yeah. So Wednesday night is big sleep night for me after doing this stuff. But yeah, I'm pretty, I'll am pretty. i be probably pretty tired tomorrow night, but I'll come home and uh, edit the podcast, put it out, go to fuck to sleep. This is what I was thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. Since I got to be up early, you know, maybe, you know, wake up, go to, go to bed around, you know, 12, go to bed at seven or you get to work by eight, 
you sleep until, you know, 12. And then I just fucking, you know, power through. Then I go to bed at like 7. Wake up at 12 or 1 and just power through. No, like, complete opposite of what I do right now, you know? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I, I feel like you'll figure out a way to make it work. I'm going to make it work. I ain't fucking going anywhere. I'm going to make it work. I like it. I like Do it for the fans. Fuck Do it for us. Way. I ain't going anywhere. All right, so scratch that. Blondie's going to power through. We'll see you there. <laughs> we'll figure uh, it out. I'll be here. Yeah. I'll be figure here next, next Tuesday. Uh, hire a guy to come here. over and pinch his nips. Keep him awake. So, a lot uh, of money, but it's worth it. But with that, we're around two hours. It's time to go to fuck the bed. So time Yeah, I, I got to piss so bad. <laughs> All right. All right. Peace out, guys. It's been real. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys.